Saturday afternoon. This is the fandom of Shorinoki Kahani here for the last episode of this season and your podcast today. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Absolutely. I'm, we have a new member of the fandom here today, Nayantara. How are you? I'm doing fine. Good to, good to have you. We saw you on the debate last week and you were phenomenal. And we thought, let's have you over and and uh, get, a, get a lowdown on how, how you're doing. And of course, your views about, about Shorinoki, which, which we heard about anyways on the debate while you were there. Um, before we get started on today, uh, where we're going to talk about post-marital life Shorinoki. And of course, the issues that were brought up in, in the show this week. We're going to talk more about uh, the post-marriage life of a woman and what is expected of her and the changes that are expected of her while the family of the boy makes no such change um, to their lives. Um, and, and all the changes are expected of a girl. And we're going to talk about these issues and, and why such changes are expected of only the girl. Um, and and but, but but before we get started on that, I wanted to get a lowdown on what really happened on the show this week because um, I believe a lot happened and we did do a review of whatever happened this week. Well, let's hear it from Renayan. Do you have a, a summary for us? Yeah, well, so basically for this week, we have three specific things happening in Shorya no Kiki Kahani. The first thing is Shorya's character has undergone a change. And that essentially happens to be the fact that Shorya, the very loving, doting husband before this, has suddenly now started having some issues with the very woman he has married. Secondly, Anoki is definitely more than the fiery girl that she has been. She's obviously being very fiery, but at the same time, she is showing this very nice adjusting side to her as well, where she is kind of negotiating more with Shorya, which is quite interesting to watch. And more importantly, the Saburwal family in the very backdrop where Anoki has entered basically, where we are getting to see a lot of familial dynamics and we are getting to see a lot of things happening there. So yeah, altogether, this is what has been happening this week in Shorya Anoki Kahani. And I'm very excited to talk about the things that have been happening. So my question to both of you, didn't you not feel, because this is what we wrote in our uh, in our review as well, is we felt that there was a complete 180 uh, in terms of Shorty's character. Um, his entire character arc seems to have taken a complete flip. He's not, uh, he's not somebody who's effervescent. He's not somebody who has, uh, who doesn't think through stuff. He's not somebody who doesn't listen. He's never had the side to him where he's not listening to her. Even when he's angry with her, he does listen. And this is the first time that he's refusing to even listen to her. And I thought that was completely out of character for Shorya's character. A completely off-tangent, off-arc. Um, especially when he's now the husband. And there's a lot more responsibility to their relationship than, you know, when they were not even dating, right? So that's one part of it. And the second part of it is that there's no reason for him to be angry. I don't know why he's angry in the first place. I mean, that the foundation of anger doesn't, I mean, we don't get it. I don't know if you got the reason. Manushi, what do you feel? Uh, I feel Shorja's character since last two episodes has been has been so off. I can't relate to him. I mean, that guy is angry at Anoki for no good reason. She's coming up to him for a talk about the 
incident that happened at college about the whole event she wants to discuss and your shorya is like he's being so ignorant and he's like you know i don't want to talk just go away i mean that's the rudest thing i would have ever heard shorya say even when he's been angry at times there has been a maturity in shorya that we have been see that we've been seeing in all these months but this sudden curve of shorya i mean the arc of shorya shorya's character has fallen i mean he he didn't even listen to her he didn't pay any heed his wife was worried he saw that she was worried and on top of that 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 incident that happened you know the, somebody dropped coffee hot steam so publicly coffee. he he humiliated he humiliates her publicly that was that was completely unbecoming of the guy that we know i mean a man who humiliates his wife publicly that's not sure that's not the shortest ever while we stand right and and then then of course i mean what is preventing her from texting him if he can if she can speak to him in person what's preventing her from and he, he won't pick up her calls or either what's preventing her from texting him i just feel i, I don't know the i don't know the logic of the plot seriously uh shorya maybe i have double thoughts right now one that is you know he's clouded right now the one that is coming from devi and sabarwal's you know everything is going at the back of his head and one side anoki is kind of uh, trying to talk to him so he's not able to get a clear point of view of what is happening and that is uh, you know blocking his uh, ability to think straight at one point and but humiliation of your wife publicly is completely out of shorya's character like i would never expect shorya to do that i mean uh, vinit jiju is that kind of a person who would drag bubbly and you know insult her publicly but shorya when he did that i was i was taken aback i was like no what is this shorty writing here please this is no, not this, this is not the writing that we uh, this is not the level of writing we expect from this story at all and this is not this is definitely not and this is our our feedback literally um definitely not the writing um that we are expecting from the show especially when they are in the last track of uh, the season is at least So coming coming to how 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 uh, Anoki is being treated in her new home and and that's kind of very weird as well in terms of how she's uh, um not only being treated by her husband but also uh, you know being treated by her in-laws and and she's combative um she she's definitely immature in her in her attitude towards everything she wants to she wants to fight for everything uh she won't take the take the maturity route and you know kind of take some give some not have an open fight work her way around stuff um you know she won't do it um and and devi is just waiting to to have the fights every day she she leads anoki to those fights and somehow she ends up i mean there, there were issues like you know for example oh i don't want to change my name instead of instead of openly saying hey listen um, let's talk about it later why do i have to do it right now and then having a chat with her husband first about it and then having him leave it instead of you know having a, a full face off would have been a better idea right um 
in announcing to the entire household that she's applied for a job, um, having a face-off, knowing that this is something that they won't like. Another way of, you know, she she's combative. She knows they don't they won't like it, but she still goes ahead and does it. And of course, this is again, this is not an Oki that we know. She's she's supposed to be the mature one, and this has been said many times in the script that Anoki's the mature one, and and Shore is the kid in, in in that relationship. But she comes across as the combative one right now. She's the one who's actually starting all the fights. She's the one who's who's literally going going to them, and she she understands that they're not the same. And, and you know, it's it's a flip flop every time. And one moment she understands that they are old fashioned, and they might not buy into. Uh, her her way of thinking um, because she's so understanding when when Sharia um, uh, when Sharia tells him yeah I'll make her understand you know at night when she catches Sharia Sharia being being understanding towards them and she says yeah I completely understand how you're dealing with them but the very second moment she goes and she she kind of fights it out with them um, so I don't I don't get that flip flop in her character because it's not consistent that's not consistent writing and I. I I don't know how how that's justified in the script at all. Yeah, so I feel Anoki, you know, if you have to understand how Anoki at this point is behaving, then there are two particular points that I would highlight to that aspect. Then first thing would be Anoki is behaving from a place where she is not thinking that she is not being the practical person. So for Anoki, I think the whole thing has become this way that she's kind of thinking that, okay, you know, I have to tell my husband, but why not like try to tell it to the family first of all? So that is where another of my point comes in that Anoki is still an immature character, as you say. And that is where, you know, there's a lot of space for Anoki's growth, a growth that we really needed to explore. And perhaps, you know, I would have appreciated if the authors would have kind of you know, the creators would have kind of taken it slowly there. But that doesn't happen at this point. And that is why we have suddenly as an audience seen a huge flip that way, where Anoki is not discussing things with Shore and she's kind of coming into the forefront. So, so I, don't, I don't get it. At some point in time... In all fairness, I would say that Anoki is doing it. No, so let me just interrupt you over there. I don't get it. Uh, they, they sometimes portray Anoki as the mature one, and Shore is a kid. And then at other times, Shore is a mature one because he's definitely older and he knows how to manage the situation. And Anoki is the impertinent one. She, she's the kid. So so which one is it? I mean, of course, nobody's perfect. None of them, they're amazingly well-written characters. And then, But then when these discrepancies are highlighted, then, uh, then we as an audience and, and reviewers for the last six months are really confused about, okay, where did this character really go wrong? Where did, where did the mess up happen? Because this is not what we were in the character arc of things. This is not what this character should be doing. She's displayed so much maturity in that entire process of entire process of thinking through stuff and saying, "Hey, my my career is more important, and this guy is not the right guy for me. Even though I love him, I'm going to walk out." That kind of maturity, right? So she she had that foresight. That's. That's the character she is, and then all of a sudden she's combative and she's like fighting with his family. Hey, that's not the same, that's definitely not the same person. There is this other angle to this entire story where there are issues being 
being dealt with every day, the name change, which we pointed out earlier. You know, she fought about she fought with her parents about the issue of why should I cut my relationships with her family when there was a very important issue to, to pick up because women are expected to uh, give priority to their in-laws and not their own families. And that's a very, very, very important issue that South Asian families have to deal with. And they should, because there should be no uh, there should be no discrepancy between the fact that both families, the boy and the girl, have to be treated the same way. And this entire uh, thinking that the boy's family is more important than the girl's family needs to just be taken away. Now, having said that, there are other things that have been been highlighted since then last week the one was the name change again uh, the way she dealt with this was very combative it could have been it could have been dealt with in a better way um but having said that uh the name change issue the the way you know the way Devi keeps pushing her into the kitchen as if she's a housemaid um how she's expected to take care how she's expected to change herself um, how she's expected not to pick up a job, all these little things that uh, have been highlighted through the week very, very quickly, though. Uh, the whole idea is the girl is expected to change herself the moment she enters the new household. But the household is not not supposed to mold themselves according to the girl's, um, uh, how the girl is. Now, what, according to you, Nayan, are, is, is a good message here in terms of okay now that what is a new age message here why should a girl change herself so much when she gets married because if a marriage is between the equals should is it fair to say that the household should not expect so many changes from the girl especially in a joint family like this now if that doesn't happen how will this amalgamation of a new person into the family happen and that is a that's a sociology question, of course, but but it's also but it's also uh, you know the amalgamation of a new member, a totally totally different outlook member into a family that's already existing. So how does this entire process make sense when you when, when that when, when you don't force the new member into the ways of a family? I believe communication is a very important thing that is very important when a new member is getting added to a family. So everybody in the family needs to understand that adjustment is basically on everybody. When you are taking a new person into the family, that our societies, South Asian societies essentially are very patriarchal. We all understand that. Obviously, you know, the girl has to move into another family. And this is also very important thing when you take an Indian society or South Asian society into consideration, specifically Indian society, because you do tend to move into a family. You do not suddenly, your first option is not living with your husband, but you do get get into a family. So what happens is when you go into a family where there's one, one girl, and obviously there's a whole setup of people awaiting you, there is a certain kind of dominance that is very indirectly there somehow that they kind of expect that you're one person opposite to 10 people in the family already. So rather than us, you should be the one, the onus is on you. But that is where I think communication is the key. That is where they need to realize that one person coming into the family is also coming from a family where there are five other people who have prepared that person. So Anoki also comes from certain influences. This family has its influences. Until they are willing to talk in the middle and the communication part works out, and that is where the will part also comes in. Everybody has to understand that there is a role to play on every individual's part. 
in making that person comfortable and that person trying to understand that I have entered a family, I have made my choice. I would also have to respect certain things that are special to them. So this communication and this entire thing of conceding one point from this side and conceding one point from that side can actually lead us towards an ideal setup. But that is something that we don't tend to have at this point. We don't tend to have this at this point because there's a family which expects its daughter-in-laws to behave a certain way and they think they're right. So until and unless that is being addressed, we would not have an ideal setup for that matter. So um, that's, that's actually very helpful. Communication indeed is a key to not only a marriage, but also any other relationship. Uh, Manushi, you're going to get married into a very traditional uh, Gujarati family. Now, where, where you know, the rest of the family will hold on to traditional or egalitarian roles, your husband is, your to-be husband is, is pretty... Uh, pretty modern. He's not. He's not going to hold, hold on to. He's as I as I hear, and you know, you've spoken about it before on the show as well. And he's exceptionally modern, and he doesn't think of of marriages as <clears throat> you. You're going to walk walk yourself into a marriage of equals. Now, having said that, you're not going to have the issues with your husband of okay, I'm not equal, or you know, this this is a traditional setup but on on the outside of it you're going to live in a family you're going to live in a household that is kind of traditional right so there are these two sets of expectations where your partner is very forward looking and he, he expects you to behave in a certain way but the bigger end of the family expects you to behave in another way how is this balance going to work for you now especially because you know the bigger bigger set of your your parents his parents expect expect you to be the wife material as per them, the expectations are. And then your, your husband, uh, your to-be husband himself, doesn't really conform to what they are thinking. And then over a period of time, you know, you will develop your own choices as well as a couple. And those might really not be the choices that the extended family has. How will you strike on your own here? Um, what I feel is that as a couple, you should set a boundary that uh, after a certain level, no third person should be allowed between the two, you know, because what the case here is that in my case, if I and Zainish have a fight about something, I would really not appreciate my mother-in-law or my father-in-law to intervene between our fights or try to resolve it because it's between the two of us. Like Nayan rightly pointed, communication is the key. So unless and until we don't sort it, it's between us and it should be behind closed doors. I don't really believe in fighting publicly with your spouse openly. You know, that's that's something I would really not like about Anoki again because she was openly doing that with Shore in front of Devi and in front of everyone. I think that's a very big insult to your relationship. And other thing is like, okay, yeah, Jainish has a modern mindset, but what I believe with men is like, they do have to, they, they are particularly sandwiched between the wife and the family, you know? So it takes a lot of uh, effort from a man's side to uh, strike a balance between your wife and family. So Jainish, what he does is that he will always tell me that if you have a fight with anyone in the family, if you have any discussions, go and upfrontly talk to them. Don't make me the mediator. Because, you know, in most of the cases, what happens is that uh, what Anoki said, that don't be the mediator between me and your family. Let me particularly voice out. And I think I really believe in that as well. Because I would want... But then, but then why, was she, why was she angry when he did not 
interfere. Well, because that's what she told them to do. She she told them not to be in the middle of. That is where Anoki is faltering, right? She's saying something and she's expecting something at the same time, which is what Shora rightly said, that girls don't understand why He said that very correctly. And I think women are very complicated when it comes to expecting certain things from your husband. But at the same time, when they, they favor you in front of the family, you feel that your impression is going to get lowered down, which is why you don't want your husband to interfere, you know? Yeah, so that's what Anoki is uh, literally juggling between. She wants Shori's support fully. But at the same time, she doesn't want ki the gharwale should think ki she's brainwashing Shori or something. <laughs> so that's again an aspect. Yeah, so so you can't really live in a relationship uh, between two people trying to make a third person happy or a third party happy, right? So 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 literally, and and you know, modern thinking couples uh, who are also referred as androgynous couples because you share a lot of traits together. You you kind of you kind of have traits like you know you go out and work together and you try to problem solve together but at the same time you are emotionally expressive towards each other you can cry with each other you can talk with each other you can express yourself with each other so couples that couples that can connect like that are called androgynous couples now they also identify more with each other i believe sure and Oki are such a couple because they connect to each other that way now having said that when two people have similar ways of thinking um, it's easier to communicate uh, with, with each other. In, in traditionally, uh, people like uh, and and then Sean and us are also androgynous to a great extent because they so have so much in common. They can talk with each other. Traditional thinking couples like like Paige and Devi, they can't communicate. That they're, they're on different planes at all. They always they always they don't talk about themselves. They talk about other people and how to spoil other people's lives. <laughs> At all times. So, uh, so, so the thing over here is that uh, when when traditional uh, when traditional couples uh, uh, when modern thinking couples, sorry, uh, have problems, they the women in modern thinking couples uh, always are thinking about you know they, they reject gender roles. So, so Noki will definitely you know when 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 an issue crops up, she she's thinking you know. All right, this issue we got to sort it out together. Whereas, whereas if at that point in time, Shari is going back to his gender role of oh, I'm the man here, and the woman should be sorting this out, and I I should be just sitting in the back and trying to overlook things. That's not going to work anymore, right? So, so women over here, the the equality aspect of the relationship becomes so important to them that that they will the respect that they want from the institution and from their man is so important they they, they will reject the institution over respect now is that how you guys feel too uh, are you so vigilant of your relationship that you will always uh, try to watch how your partner is contributing towards your relationship how committed they are to the marriage and if you feel that at some point in time they're unfair and out of balance, will that be a very variable? Will that uh, will that will that thing be a be a, be a be a trigger to a very strong strong reaction from you? Because equality 
it is also equality when when there's equality in relationship also means that there is a more this 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 bigger opportunity for conflict so when 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 that happens how are you going to react uh, nayan if you have a spouse like that how how are you going to react well for me it's very important to actually sense whether there is a certain acceptance that i get from my man when it comes to that first issue that crops in in between us i will be very fair and say that yes if i see him being unfair in our equation where we both have a common set of expressions i will definitely not be very happy about it but having said that i've married the man so i love the man i would try to first of all see when i point this thing out to him how accepting is he of the folly that he has made there how accepting is he of the fact that there is a certain unfairness that i am feeling because as a person who is also in that equation my feelings are equally important and his feelings are again so if i see him outrightly rejecting it that is going to be an issue because that is something that might be a concurrent thing and that is going to be a problem but if i do see him having a certain stance of acceptance and working it out with me in terms of how things can go on from that point he might surprise me but the thing is if he has a sense of acceptance i would be definitely more willing to work out on it because i will also have flaws i will have a problem i'll call that out but i'll also try to see how reactive is he to how i want to talk about this and that will determine me and my reaction towards him so is equality very important to you nayan very very important to me yes but i believe as human no 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 ifs and buts if equality were to be were to be punctured in a relationship or or affected in a relationship would you value value equality over love again i will uh, okay so for me equality will obviously come first because if there's no equality i will never be able to love the man that's the thing well said all right manushi same question you <laughs> uh okay for me equality and self respect come any day above love because in a relationship if you don't have self respect and if you don't have equality i don't think love exists because love equality and self respect go hand in hand literally they go hand in hand and if my man doesn't respect my choice or his vice versa i would i would i would respect his uh, i would respect his opinions but if he's being uh, if he's being out of picture and saying that you know it's not my fault deal it with yourself uh, then i'm going to be very pissed and it's going to be a very big trigger for me because i would really expect because you know post marriage in for a girl her husband is the first person they look up to because they are the only person you lean on to in that household when it's new for you to be in that environment and if your husband uh, steps back i think it's highly disappointing and i feel really sorry for anoki when everyone starts clouding her and and she has been cornered by everyone literally i think that's very very upsetting personally so so for both of you we have a concur- we concur that self respect and respect are both more important than lovers in a relationship perfect so what do you think where do you think this is going to go because next week is the last week for the show and i know we all are sad that the show is ending here in this season um but um where do you think this is going to go with anoki and her self respect 
and and of course the character of Shore, which got so botched this week. So, I think um, there would be a massive trigger that we will get where perhaps Shorya will have to come in terms to the fact that the very man that he has defended as Alok Chatu. So for Shorya, you have family, family. Family is a very important institution. Now, when he sees that this very Chatu on whom he has, his uncle on whom he has got such trust, I, I'm kind of hoping that the truth of Alok Chatu will come out and Oki will have some proof to that end. And when that happens, that in itself is going to be a massive trigger for Shorya. Because he has been defending with this almost bullheaded intensity, you know, that fact that Alok Chachu will not do something like that. So that is something that will act as a trigger. And that is where he would start understanding that Anoki has been all right about this situation. And Anoki definitely will, again, the Jugni that she is, that we call her to be in her very Jugni style with which we have started this um, show, will definitely defend herself. With in front of all the challenges. I'm hoping that this is where this is uh, going, actually. And uh, as for the Sabarwal family, that is one thing that I am perhaps very interested to see. How are they going to handle this stuff around Alok and him being proven a certain way that this man is guilty? How are they going to do this? So yeah, that is what I'm kind of looking towards. Maybe. The show Manish. Um, see, I see going two things happening here. Uh, firstly, with Anoki's uh, innocence being proven, Shorya is going to go back and recall because as a character, we know that Shorya will make thousand mistakes, but he'll repent for it all. You know, that's how Shorya has always been. So he will go back to his uh, mistakes and realize that all this while Anoki was right. And not just Alok Chachu's case, he'll try to understand that Anoki as an individual is trying to adjust in this house and he will be the gentle man and offer her the hand and be the original Shorya that we stand actually and uh, Sabarwal's maybe will maybe with this whole revelation Sabarwal's might just try to understand Anoki a bit not entirely but a bit they would try to resonate with her at least at some point Bebo Kitty will definitely be very shocked because it's their own father, even Gayatri uh, Chachi for that matter, but they will understand that a wrong person is wrong. And I think that can be an eye-opener for the Sabarwal family that Anoki was right all this time. Okay, well, here we are. Um, this is the last uh, episode of this podcast for this season. It was lovely having you girls over from the fandom um, doing the podcast this entire season. And we hope to have you back again soon with another season of the Shore and Okiki Kahani podcast very soon. Thank you so much for being here with us. Take care. Bye.